Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Women on the Rise podcast. And this week we are talking about something which I'm starting to hear a few people speak about and that is how do you prevent your sales from dropping over the summertime? So many businesses, now it depends where in the world you are, um, but a lot of businesses when it comes time to uh, close to the summer, some businesses are at risk of having a drop in sales. And I see this every year. And around this time of the year, and this is why I'm talking about it now, because it's not quite summer yet, at least for those of us in the Western Hemisphere, for everybody down under in Australia, it's actually, you know, they're going into their autumn or their fall and will be winter when it's our summer. But many times in the summer period in the Western Hemisphere, businesses' sales suffer. And it's something that if you put a bit of planning into that your sales might not drop or might not drop at all compared to what they usually would. And I find that, you know, we go through a bit of a timeline when it comes to sales and selling over the summertime. And kind of around May, June time, we're like, oh yeah, summer's coming. I better do something about the summer. I better be thinking about what I can do to make more sales. And then we get busy and maybe think about it a little bit, but not much has been done. And then by July and August, we realize we're like, oh no, I haven't done anything for my sales. So, okay, I give up. Maybe I'm just gonna go on holiday and think about it in September. But then September comes around and we realize that we've had a massive drop in our income. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, I need to work 10 times faster because I didn't have any sales or I had very few sales in the summertime. Now, do we have a business or do we have a hobby? or do we have an expensive hobby? From my perspective, if you're listening to this and for most of our members and female fusion as well, you have a business. So what is the point of having a business if we're not going to make money? And you know, we need to make money. We need to have a profitable business. So this planning should be part of your processes as a business owner from the very beginning, that you're looking at everything in your business and you know if you are going to have drops in sales. So I say this all the time and I nag people about this at the beginning of the month because we should be doing this regularly. Do you know your numbers? Do you know what is going on in your business. So if I were to say to you, what did your numbers look like last summer? 
How much of a drop did you see in your sales or in requests from clients? You should be able to know that. And you should be able to know how much your revenue or your sales drops in the summertime. And what we want to be doing is we want to be tracking a few things. We want to be knowing our financial numbers. We want to know how much money we are making and what our profit is. But that's not deep enough, right? That we also want to know things too, like we want to know uh, our sales numbers and we also want to know our marketing numbers. So I have a little thing called the SME dashboard that we've created in Female Fusion for our members. And that is a Google sheet that we've shared with our members and you can make a copy of it. And I'll share a link for everybody who's listening in the show notes. You can download your own copy of this if you don't have it. And basically it's an editable Google sheet that allows you to track all of your key metrics month on month. And then you can compare it and you can look at how things are going within your business. So every business is different and what I measure in my business will be very different from somebody else in their business. But there's a few things that you want to know about that you want to keep looking at regularly. So it will be things like your customers, how many customers you have, how much new business you're generating or how many new sales that you're having. You'll want to look at things like your social media numbers, your followers, your engagement. You'll want to look at website traffic. If you're doing more outward engagement, you'll want to also measure things like, are you doing media interviews? Are you giving podcast interviews? If you don't have your own podcast, you also want to be looking at trying to get on other people's podcasts. There are so many different things that we can measure. So each business is different, but what you'll want to do is look at how your business operates and see what are the key figures that you'll want to know about, because then that's going to help you really be clear on what's working and what isn't in your business. And also saying too, in the summer period, how much of a drop in sales do you have? Is it significant? Like, do you lose almost all of your sales in the summertime or is it only maybe 10 or 20%? And when you are doing the consistent measuring of everything in your business, it really allows you to to see where the leaks are in your business and what's working and what isn't. I find that within Female Fusion as well, that sometimes we're so busy, you know, we're so busy. We've got events and I'm speaking and I'm traveling and I'm talking to members, I'm doing things online, I'm doing things in person. And I might be able to easily look, let's say, for example, inside the Stripe dashboard and see how much money we have had from credit card payments within Stripe. So that gives me a little bit of a figure, and I know a lot of businesses do that, especially if you are taking credit card payments or you look at your bank account balance. But that doesn't tell me accurately how well the business is doing and if it's been a good month or not. And when you track that consistently, it's going to help you. So if you don't track your numbers, and I get into a habit first of the month, first day of the month, 
I set aside two or three hours, I lock myself away with a cup of tea, and I go through all of those numbers and I look at the business and I compare how we did versus the previous month. And then I also compare as well how we did the previous quarter and also the previous year because I set myself goals within the business about what I wanna do. And then I look at that and go, oh, I, I didn't do as well last quarter as I did, or I did better last quarter than I did previous quarter. Why is that? What is that that I did? Is it because I got more customers? Is it because we introduced something new? Is it because we had a big launch? What is it that happened that gave me that spike in revenue? So when you're able to do that, that really gives you a good baseline for what you're gonna do and how you can improve things over the summer months. But then we also need to look at too, because this, this can be a bit of a challenge sometimes. Are you really super, super clear on your ideal paying client or customer? So have you done, when you set up your business, and maybe you've looked at this a few times, are you clear on who they are? where you can find them, you know, what they're interested in, what they buy from you, um, what, what, they're, what they're not interested in buying. Do you know everything about your ideal customer? If you don't, I would also give you that as a bit of a challenge to do before the summer is to slow down to speed up, as I like to say, and go back and look at your customer and do a bit of research. And maybe that means that you're going to do a survey over Typeform and you're going to interview maybe um, 10 or 15 of your customers after they've filled in that survey, because that will really help you understand as well what maybe they might buy from you over the, um, over the summertime. And that is super helpful. I always like to talk to my customers, always. I'm always talking to our members to hear about what they like, what they don't like, what they would pay for, what they're interested in, because that makes it a lot easier to take those business decisions about what you're gonna sell because you know you're going to have people who want it. So my challenge to you is, there's a couple of things you are going to do in the summertime. You can look at how you can increase your revenue. So when you've looked at your numbers and seen, oh, okay, so we've taken, we take a 20% drop in the summertime. So you can look at that and go, right, what can I sell or what can I change the way that I sell to get my revenue up, to get more sales? That is something that you can start planning for now or looking at. Or you might look at that and realize, let's say for example, that you have a business that deals with um, schools and you're putting on a lot of things that are dependent on kids being in school. Well, maybe that might be that you're, it's going to be very difficult for you to offer the programs that you have over the summer period. So you might need to think about something else. And the other thing that you could do, it's not necessarily going to make you revenue instantly, but it will further on. And that is looking at how you can work on your business. Because we're, we're so busy so often saying, 
so busy working in my business. I'm doing everything. I'm doing the accounting. I'm doing the new business. I'm doing the sales. I'm doing the marketing. And you don't have the time to strategically look at your business. So if you say that it's impossible to generate any sales or do anything else, that you use that summer period to make your business so freaking awesome that it's going to result in you generating more money when people do come back at the end of August, beginning of September, and you can ramp those sales up. So you do all that work in the summertime so you're ready to fly in September. If we're looking at increasing our revenue there's a number of ways you can do that and this is really going to depend on the type of business that you have and what you're selling so for example i used to have a training company and i would sometimes see a drop of sales in the summertime so what would i would what i would do is i would put together specific programs aimed at people for the summertime. And I would make them residential and I would make them very location-based. So I knew I had a training location in London, in Dubai, and in Brussels for a number of years as well. And I realized in the summer, in July and August, people didn't want to come to Dubai. <laughs> you know, at least back then people were like, oh, 50 degrees in the summertime. Thank you. Not really interested. Although Dubai has become a very popular destination all year round now. But previously I would look at that and go, well, people want to go to London. So I would put on special, really cool looking programs in London. So people would come to London. And so I would be able to keep my revenue at the same levels or even higher because that proposition in London was really interesting. But what I was doing there is I was offering my service that appealed to my customer in the summertime. So can you look at the products or the services that you have and is there a way that you can make them appealing to customers in the summertime? Or it might be as well that you're gonna have to do some kind of promotion or discount to get customers to go and, and buy right away. And what you could do as well is you, you, you could do something like buy this service in advance, maybe I'm going to give you a discount, and you can use it up until the end of the year. So it means that you get the money in your business now, but you will have a commitment to deliver that service or that product before the end of the year. And a number of businesses do that, and I see that quite successfully done with some of our photography members, uh, videography members, where they will take slow periods and they'll say, okay, this is a slow period. I'm going to do a big discount. You buy all of your photography for the year in advance, and we will give you a good deal. So it means for them that they get the money in today, but then they're delivering it later on in the year. But it does mean that you'll have some cash coming into your business then. You could also look as well, and this is why it's really important to talk to your customers about other things that you could offer to your customers or your clients that maybe you're not offering right now. So it could be something that they might want or they, they would be looking for from you, but you don't offer and maybe you could over the summertime to get some extra cash in. Um, you could also look to, and I see this, not all businesses are online. So 
is there a way that you could take what you offer and you could put it online? Or could you look at offering your product or your service outside of your country? Now, I was speaking with um, some people and one of the, the business owners said to me, she was based in another country, and she said to me, she's like, oh, I'm looking for new clients. Um, do you have any suggestions on how I can get new clients for my business? And I said to her, why don't you look internationally? Because she, what she was doing was on social media, and that travels everywhere. And I said to her, why don't you look in other markets where people are looking for someone like you who has really great expertise and pitch to clients in different countries? And she said to me, she was like, no, I, I couldn't work with people outside of my country. I wouldn't even, I would feel so uncomfortable with that. I wouldn't even know where to start. And that really surprised me. And I guess sometimes maybe some people feel a bit of a, a block that they feel that maybe they won't understand that specific market or the culture or the needs of the people. But going international or looking at different markets or different industries that you maybe haven't been in is a really great way to increase that revenue and also protect your business. You don't want to service just one small specific niche because if anything happens, and I had that uh, happened to me back in 2008 with my previous businesses a lot of my clients and customers were in the energy sector and when the prices crashed when the recession happened that I lost a lot of my business and so I had to rethink the clients that I was working for and the countries that I was working for to make sure that that wouldn't happen. The other thing you can do too is collaborate with another business and this is one of the greatest ways that you can increase your revenue because you each have similar audiences but you're selling a different product or a different service. So look at ways that you can join forces to go and offer your product or your service together. You can do other things too like um, having loyalty programs and maybe building into that you um, after a certain number of services or products that you buy you get something for free or you get a gift you can also do things too like bundling uh, let's say you sell products but you could also sell a service with that as well and I see a number of businesses do that so for example maybe somebody is selling um, social media packages okay and they see that the social media packages are great but actually there's other things that they could offer so maybe they um, either decide to get into photography or they know a photographer a videographer and they bundle that together with somebody else so you're able to bundle things together and lastly I'm a big fan of this as well is can you take what you have and put it online we often have this fear of going online, but when you go online, either from selling or creating a digital course or something like that, that that gives you access to the world and people can buy from you anywhere in the world. But maybe you're saying to me, you're like, okay, Jen, I can't increase my revenue. There's no way I know my customer. They're not gonna buy from me. They're just, they're on holiday mode. It's not going to work. So. I would say to you, work on your business. Do not go and pack up your suitcase for two months, close the doors to your business and not do anything on it. Now it's fine to have a holiday and we all need to have that break. And it's important to have that time to rest, 
but you do want to have the opportunity to work on your business. So what does that mean? You could do things like looking at your business operations and make sure that they're working. Do like a total audit of it and make sure that how you're running your business is correct. If you are a member of Female Fusion, we have all of these tools inside our members portal and it gives you all of the information that you need to look at your business operations and what you could do with that. You also might want to do something too, like do further market research. I find a lot of businesses, especially ones that maybe have been in business for a couple of years, the market research that they did oftentimes was either nothing or asking their friends and family. And we don't want to ask our friends and family to to tell us what they think of our product or service because they're not going to tell us the truth. They love us and they're going to tell us what they think we want to hear to keep us happy. So great opportunity to do extra market research. You could also look as well at working on your marketing. A lot of small businesses struggle with marketing. So why not look at how you could do better marketing, work on your marketing plan, work on your social media. Just because you are not going to be around doesn't mean that you can't work on your social media. Work on work on learning how to do reels. Work on better engaging with your audience, creating anticipation for your business being back in action in September. It's also a great time as well to look at your financials. I know a lot of us avoid that, but to really look at the money in your business, how it's working in your business and get those systems in place that are going to help you better run it, both for money and also general automations and systems in your business. You could also use it as a time to do your SOP, standard operating procedures. That would, if you're a solopreneur, that still doesn't mean that you can't have SOPs because it's so nice to have consistent ways that you work. Or you could also look to at how you're going to train some of your staff or your VAs or your EAs. Um, You also want to not forget that we need to train ourselves. Use that time for professional development. We have this amazing portal in Female Fusion, which has probably well over a hundred pieces of content now, lots of templates, resources. So it's a great chance for you to train yourself on any area where you feel that you might have gaps, or you might want to attend a training course or take a training program online. I do that. I'm constantly learning because I feel that there's so much that I need to know with running a digital business that I'm constantly taking courses and understanding what I need to know to run a better profitable business, especially online. So I'm a big, big, big advocate of that. And you know, the fusion, the, the female fusion portal is there for just that. We also have a lot of masterclasses and those masterclasses go all summer long. So you will have live masterclasses and we do them over different time zones. So it doesn't matter where in the world that you are, that you will have a live masterclass or you can catch the recording afterwards if you were on the beach. Also, don't forget that you could be doing networking over the summertime, either networking if you're still in the same city that you run your business in, or you could be doing things online. That's a great opportunity. Remember, as I say all the time, your network is your network. Your net, your network is your net worth. 
And finally, too, it's a good time, too, to review and update those contracts that you have in your business. We need contracts. If you don't have contracts, maybe it's a good chance to talk to a lawyer and get them to help you put that into place as well. But what happens if you close? What happens if you're like, oh, sorry, I got a holiday. I got to have a holiday. I need to close my business. I'm not going to have any customers anyways. I'm just going to close. I really don't recommend that and you know because it means that if we do close our business and by that I mean completely close you put messages up on your website and say hey we're closed for the summer we'll be back on the 30th of August that is a bit risky for your business because well not only are you going to lose your revenue and you're not going to have cash flow it could potentially damage your reputation because people who are your customers are going to look at that and go oh well if that business isn't open i'm not going to reliably have that service or that product so i'm going to go somewhere else and they might go and look at buying from somebody else so it means that you lose out on opportunities, you might lose clients, you could potentially damage relationships as well that people feel that they might not be able to trust you if they're not able to have regular access to you or to your business. And it means too that you're missing out on marketing opportunities and really it's kind of stressful. Like, okay, we close our business and you lie on the beach for the summer, but it's also worrying about the health of your business. So I would encourage you to not close your business and look at getting creative about how you can keep your business running. So what can you do? Well, you could look at getting some help in your business. You could be looking at maybe even employing a virtual assistant or an executive assistant, maybe somebody part-time. You could look maybe for students who are looking for work or interns who are looking for work experience. If you give that help in your business, it will free up a bit of time. The other thing too that some businesses do, and I think that we don't think about enough, is you could look at collaborating with another company to share your orders or to to share support with clients. So here's an example. If you are a product-based business, you are handling everything in your business. Let's say that you have only been in business for a while and you're still not at a stage to, to hire someone, but you have met somebody, you have a business friend, and they are able they're doing something similar but different what you could do is you could do a swap you could say look when i get orders could you fulfill these orders and send them out on my behalf and then i will do the same for you if you go away and i see a number of our members do that the other thing as well you could do too is you could use a delivery partner and um get them to do that instead. So you have another business deliver your your work on your behalf. So let's say, for example, you are a training company and you are not able to work in your business for four or six weeks. Instead of saying no to a client, what you could do is you could have a partner, maybe somebody who is in a similar space, maybe even a a competitor, but somebody that you can trust. And you know, even though you compete against each other, you are also supporting each other. And I have a few friends that have been like that, especially when I had my, my training business. And we would do things like deliver work for each other. And we would always have an agreement. And you need to make sure that you work with people who are ethical, who will do this. But we would have an agreement that I would 
delivered that service on her behalf, I would say I was representing her company and we would have an agreement that I would never go for that client. Even if the client came to me and said, oh, I like you better, I want to hire you. We had the agreement that we said we wouldn't do that. And I found that that was a really great way to be able to deliver things. So that can work really usefully as well. And then the other thing you could do too is you could, if you're a product-based business, give all of your stuff to a fulfillment center and get them to take care of all of that. So the order comes in, they send it out to your customer. Now you will take a cut uh, on your profit because you're going to have to pay them to do that because of course it's not going to be free. But if it means having some sales rather than no sales, that that would be really useful. But finally too, you can still have your business running in the background if you can automate as much as possible. But what can you automate? right? So people look at that and go, oh no, I I don't do automations in my business. Automations can be a lot easier than what you think they can be. So you can automate things like wait lists. So you could say, okay, this is going to start in September. Start putting together a wait list, warming up your people, telling them about what's happening, and then even maybe taking prepayments for a bit of a discount. You can also automate things like your scheduling and appointment setting. You don't even have to be in there and look, so long as you set it up properly, people can go and book appointments and get access to your schedule without you even needing to do anything. You could also pre-schedule your emails for the whole summer. So you could go away for the whole summer and your business could still be working that you have emails going out to your email list. Same thing with social media. You know, let's say even you want to have a two or three week break and let your business kind of run in the background. Pre-schedule all of your social media so you're not having to go and post that. Same thing, you can pre-schedule your blog posts, you can pre-schedule invoicing, you can also have it as well that people can pay online so you're not having to generate invoices. You can also set up and program things like chatbots and personalized messaging on your website. We use this in Female Fusion. We use something called ManyChat and ManyChat saves us hours and hours and hours per week. Now it takes a bit of time to set up, but when you set it up, oh my goodness, it makes it so much easier to run in your business that you know that you're getting the same questions for certain things. And so you can have the chatbot go and answer those and send the links and send the information to that. You can also automate your lead generation. And you know, you're probably thinking too, oh my goodness, Jen, this sounds like too much, too much work. I don't understand automations and it sounds like a lot of work to write it. I would say, use AI tools to help you write pretty much everything. And it's so great as well that those AI tools have really become so popular and it's such a fabulous tool for a small business. So I would highly recommend to you that you use AI tools to help you do all of this. So I want to tell you, you don't have to close your business. You don't have to look at losing lots of money. And if it is a foregone conclusion that you are going to have a drop in your revenue, just summertime doesn't work for you, 
Be proactive. Think about what you can do, how you can work on your business, how you can get those sales up because we have a business, right? It's not an expensive hobby. We have a business that needs to make money. So what can we do to set up ourselves and our business so we are going to be more profitable? So I would encourage you today after listening to this podcast episode to look in your business Look at your numbers, look at where those leaks are within your business, and look at how you can increase your revenue. Also look at what you can work on in your business over the summertime and what you're going to be able to automate. So even if you do want to have that break, if you do want to step away from the business or you feel that you're not going to have the customers, that you will still have your business running in the background. And remember, Female Fusion, we have all of these tools for you. We have this massive portal that has all of these information um, tutorials and workshops and templates and checklists. So you've got all of the tools there to help you do that. You also have all of the tools. If you are going to step away and realize that it's just not possible to sell, that you are going to have access to an incredible amount of learning and development and networking over the summertime. So make sure that you take advantage of that so you can get the very best use out of that. So you are going to start September even better and on a bang. So summer does not have to be the slow period. It doesn't need to be the period where you lose lots of money. It's May now, you have time. You have a good six to eight weeks to get all of your planning in place and be ready to have the summer Not be one of those slow months, not be one of those months that you dread in your business, but something that just becomes part of running your business and it helps set you up for having a successful business. So in the show notes, I have included for you the link for the SME dashboard and I have also included for you the links for all of the different automations and tools that we use and some of them have some extra female fusion discounts because there are affiliate links or some free periods as part of those as well. So please make use of those so you can use this as well. Try them out, try out the free trial and see what's going to work and help you within your business. It's membership week in Female Fusion. And if you are thinking about joining the best professional network for female entrepreneurs, our doors are open for Female Fusion membership. And you can join us up until midnight on the 8th of May and grab your membership within Female Fusion. More information can be found in the show notes or check us out on femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash join. We look forward to seeing you on the inside.